Yes, Father, oh God, for being our protector, oh God, that no harm, oh God, will come near our dwelling, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for being a deliverer, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, for delivering us from ourselves, oh God, from our flesh, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, for being a way out, oh God, a breakthrough, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for being the way, oh God, the truth in life, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for being the water, oh God, oh God, the water of life, oh God, that we may drink from it, oh God, and may thirst no more, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, oh God, we just thank you, oh God, oh God, we thank you, 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 oh God, for being the only true living God. We thank you, oh God, for being true to us, oh God, for being faithful to us, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Even when we're not faithful to you, oh God, but you remain the same, oh God, the same as yesterday, oh God, the same as today, oh God, and the same as tomorrow, oh God. We thank you, oh God, hallelujah, oh God, for never leaving us, nor forsaking us, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, you said when our mother, oh God, and our father leave us, oh God, you said that you will never leave us, oh God. You said that you will take us up, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you, oh God. We thank you, oh God, today, oh God. We thank you, oh God, hallelujah, oh God. We thank you, oh God, hallelujah, oh God. We thank you, oh God, hallelujah, oh God. How wonderful are your works, oh God. How wonderful are you, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you, oh God. In the name of Jesus, he can Russia nere ya mama baba ha. He ana Russia mama bobo 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 ha. He ama na Russia no Russia kan nere ya ha. He na Russia mama mama baba baba ha. He ama bobo 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 shata. He na Russia mama baba 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 ha. He ano Russia na ratata ya. He ama mama bobo 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 ha. He ama mama baba baba baba. Hey, Yanar 
be transformed in you, oh God. We want to be changed in you, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. We want to be your very reflection, oh God. We want to be like you today, oh God. It is our desire, oh God, to be like you, oh God, and to do your will, oh God. We want nothing more but to please you, oh God. We want to please you, oh God. We want to be the apple of your eye, oh God. We want to be a reflection of you, oh God. That when we look in the mirror, oh God, we see you, oh God. We see you, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh God, oh God. Oh God, touch us today, oh God. Touch us, oh God. Touch us, oh God. Touch us, oh God. Touch us, oh God. In places, oh God, that can't be touched, oh God. Touch us in places, oh God, that no other men can touch, oh God. Reach us, oh God. Reach us, oh God. Reach us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, oh God. We are desperate for you, oh God. We chasing after you, oh God. We run after you, oh God. It is you, oh God, that our heart desires, oh God. It is you, oh God, that we want today, oh God. It is you, oh God. No one else but you, oh God. Oh God, we are desperate for you, oh God. Like the lady, oh God, with the issue of blood, oh God. She was desperate for you, oh God. She was desperate for you, oh God. And we are desperate for you today, oh God. Meet us here today, oh God, like you met the lady at the well, oh God. Oh God, meet us, oh God, that we may drink, oh God, from the water of life, oh God. Meet us, oh God, that when we drink up of your water, oh God, that we may thirst no more, oh God. We may want no more, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Ah. We put you back on the throne, oh God. We put you back on the throne, oh God. We put you back on the throne, oh God. We give our hearts to you, oh God. We give our minds to you, oh God. Regulate our minds, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. For you are a mind regulator, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. We give our lives, oh God. For our lives is not our own, oh God. We offer our lives, oh God, as living sacrifice. Is, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, oh God, we put you back on the throne, oh God, oh God, I am a oh God, oh God, oh God, oh our King, oh God, our Savior, oh God, our Lord, oh God, our Master, oh God, oh God, we give it all back to you, oh God. We give it all back to you, oh God. We give it all back to you, oh God. We give it all back to you, oh God. Take it, oh God. Take it, oh God. Whatever it is that you need from us, oh God. Take it, oh God. Take it, oh God. If it's our lives that you need, oh God. Take it, oh God. If it's our heart, oh God. Take it, oh God. Whatever it is that you need, oh God. We're willing to give it, oh God. We're willing to give it to you, oh God. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus. Oh 
We give it all back today, oh God. We give it all back today, oh God. We give it all back today, oh God. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus. Ah, Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Ah, hey, Hey, Jesus, hallelujah, Hey, yes, God. Hey,
Iya mama mama bobo bobo iya sata iya. Eh iya mama bobo 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 bobo.
make us this day our daily bread, oh God. Yes. Yes. Oh God, we honor you today, oh yes. God. Yes. And we give you praise today. Yes. Oh God, we honor you with our life today. Yes. And we give yes. you praise. Yes. Oh God, we bless your name. Yes. And we give you all the praise. Yes. Oh God, we worship you, oh God, in spirit and in truth. Oh God, we lay down all our God. All our hearts, oh God. Oh God, we magnify you with our life, oh God. Oh God, we honor you, Jesus. Oh God, we honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. Oh God, we magnify you, oh God. Oh God, we give you all the praise, oh God. Oh God, come in this place, oh God. And dwell your presence in us, oh God. Fill this room, oh God, with your anointing. Oh God, in your spirit, oh God. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We lay down our life in you, God. We give you anything and everything, God. Oh God, we present our bodies, oh God, as living sacrifices. Holy unto you, God. Holy unto you, God, which is our reasonable service, Jesus. Oh God, anything, oh God, that the enemy is trying to infiltrate us, oh God. Oh God, we follow the agreement with it now, God. Oh God, we follow the agreement, oh God, and we say no, oh God, and we say yes to you, God, we say yes to you, God. Oh God, for you to have your way in us, Jesus. Oh God, anything, oh God, every blockage, every setback, oh God, oh God, we thank you, God, Hallelujah, that you're using it for your glory, oh God. We thank you, God, for the trials and tests, oh God, it is to prove our faith unto you, oh God. Oh God, we worship you. Here we honor you, Jesus. Here we honor you, Jesus. Oh God, we honor you, Jesus. Oh God, we lift up this ministry to you. Oh God, it's your ministry. It's not a ministry. It's your ministry, God. Let your will be done. Oh God, everyone that belongs to a gate, God. Oh God, we command them to go forth on their gates, on their posts. Oh God, we arise. Oh God, we arise in you, oh God. In the power of your might, Jesus. Oh God, Jesus. Your holy Jesus. We stand in holiness and righteousness. Oh God, we stand in holiness and in righteousness. Oh God, we stand holy, oh God. Oh God, that the enemy won't come in, oh God. Oh God, we stand boldly, oh God. That the enemy will not come in, oh God. Every gate that is open, every gate is open. We tell it to close now. We close it in the spirit now. Every gate, every window, oh God. Anything, God, hallelujah. Oh God, in the opening of pride, oh God, and stubbornness, oh God. Oh God, we repent of it now, oh God. Oh God, our ways is not your ways. Your thoughts not like ours. Oh God, we take on the mind of Christ on today. We take on the mind of Christ today. Every way in this place, God. Oh God, you said we're two and three together. You will be there in the midst. So we just thank you, oh God. Hallelujah, we thank you, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for being in the midst of us, Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for being in the midst in our midst, Jesus. In our midst, oh God. We love you being in our midst, oh God. It's nothing like your praise, God. Oh we able to enter in, oh God. Yes, God. We able yes, to go God. behind the door, oh God. 
want more of you, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we want more. We want more. More of your spirit, oh God. More transformation. More change. Oh God, change us, oh God. Creating us a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within us. Oh God. Oh God. We are the of us, oh God. You think so much of us, Jesus. Oh God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. How excellent are you, Lord? How excellent are you, Lord? for your glory. Oh God, your glory is what we need. We walk in your glory, Jesus. We need your glory, Jesus. It's all about you, God. Not what we want. Not what we think is right. We want you, Jesus. We want you, Jesus. Hey. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Please with us. Be pleased with us. 
I want you to be pleased with our life, with our sacrifice. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. We'll turn forward. We'll continue to go the direction you want us to go. We'll continue to seek your face. We continue to seek your face. Hey God, we seek you, Jesus. Oh Jesus, we seek you, Jesus. We seek you, God. We seek you, God. Oh God, Jesus. Jesus, oh God, every setback, every setback, oh God, oh God, oh God, we bind all setbacks, every backlash, and all retaliation, we soul, God, we bind it now, oh God, we plead the blood, God, on every setback, and every spirit, every strong man in our life, oh God, oh God. Oh, my God. Yes, God. Oh. Hey. 
control, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, we praise you today, oh God. We give you thanks, oh God. We give you glory, oh God. We give you honor, oh God. For you are an amazing God. And you never fail to amaze us, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for ordering our steps, oh God. Oh God, we thank you, oh God. Oh Jesus, hallelujah,
Yes, this is our position. We see ourselves seated yes. in heavenly places. Seated at your feet. Seated at your feet. Breaking our alabaster box open.
So I heard um, the scripture, um, Matthew 10, 39, mm -hmm. and it says, he, it says, he who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. That's one of the scriptures that I heard. And then, um, and then while we was praying, um, it was, God, he brought something back to my, my memory. Mm -hmm. It was when we was at the hotel um, where Sister Winwork at. Mm -hmm. Ron, he had said he had a dream mm -hmm. once. And he said it was like, he was like, we was like in a church and it was like two stages. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it was upstairs and downstairs. And he said it was like filled with people. And it was like there was nowhere to sit. And he said that he had seen an apostle, you know, like he was in the front and he was preaching. Mm -hmm. And it was like the place was like overflowing with people. And God brought that back to my uh, my memory when we was praying. And it was like I was seeing different faces here, like different people, different places um, sitting, you know, at these different chairs and stuff. And, um, and God was showing me the different people that he's going to be bringing up to this ministry and he told me and he said that this ministry shall be a hospital to the broken ones mm -hmm. and um and that's what god um was you know like was showing me mm -hmm. that's what i got mm -hmm. so yeah mm -hmm. so um we're gonna do testimonies um if you have anything that you would like to share, things like for a scripture, just anything that you are grateful for, um, please come up and you know do so. Okay, I know I got a scripture. Like the shame, like God was 
About shame. Change? Shame. Shame. Yeah. Mm. This is what I Well, I'll just say a testimony. This is a whole different Bible. So. It's like for it's like basically the shame that was taken is like God was reversing it and putting it on, on, on our enemy. Like whatever is it, is it feel 16? That's what I was looking at. 16. What verse you get? Because it was saying prophesied against, like son of man prophesied this and that. And I was looking up to that uh, that uh, scripture. But it, like I said, I kept reading it. It was like I read it like three or four times within a week. And then I read it again this morning. And I'm one of those people, sometimes if I don't know what to read, I like open my Bible and like read it. And so that's what I did. And it kept on going back to that. And I was like, what? And even while we were sitting down, it was just like, um, like, I was like, well, God, I wanted to share that scripture. Um, and, and it was like, um, like it was placed on me, like, just to, um, I'm going to say, I guess, speak over over the house, you know. Um, and so I just thank God. When I find it, I'll, I'll, I'll let y'all know. But it's it just like, um, you know, because I know for myself, I've been through a whole lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I don't have to go into all of that. But I just thank God that. He's able to train, like he's transforming me, I can tell, you know, and like I don't I don't want to do the same things, you know, and and it's just like my hunger for God has changed. Like it's just changing my kids, see it, and the enemy, I know the enemy is upset, you know, but um understand God that he's teaching me how to focus in hard times, in hard places, and um and I just yeah, so I'm just thank God because like he really shot in this whole time. He showed me how much he was a, a provider. He showed me how much um, he, he's my protector. He showed me how much that, um, how much he loved me, you know what I'm saying? And in and, and those times of, you know, because we get tempted and being lonely and stuff like that. Like God showed me how, how he's my husband, you know what I'm saying? Like how he, he all of that. And I never thought about it. I, I was like, God, you really like, you know, it's, it's like I really was able to call unto God in those places. It's like, Right then and there, like I didn't wait to try to for it to fester in my mind. You know what I'm saying? I just went into him, you know, and it was like he, he really like a present and uh, 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 he's your present help in the time of trouble. So, amen. That's amen. All I We're doing testimonies. Um, if you have anything 
that you would like, you know, to just thank God for a scripture or anything that you are um, thankful, grateful for, you know, you can do so. <laughs> And I always looked at, because um, different Bibles say different versions, um, and uh, one says vine dresser, one says husband man. So I, I was a scripture that I read a lot, but during this week, God showed me what the vine dresser does, like what it was. He gave me the understanding, like I knew, but he gave me the understanding of what a vine dresser does. Every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he breaks that branch off, but not only does he break the branch off, he dresses the vine, the seed that, that has been sown, it's his responsibility to make sure that that fruit or that, that plant grows the way it's supposed to and brings forth what it's supposed to bring forth. And anything that's going to hinder that, then he'll take it away. And so he gave me the a revelation, a true understanding of what the vine dresser does. It's his job to prune us and what pruning means and the after, the after, um, after you go through the process, it's going to promote growth. All of it is to promote growth. I have no idea what this is. Um, it's to promote growth. So God was dealing with me about that this week, about growing, and about the, the not just the pruning process, but the whole, that's his job. He's responsible for me. He's responsible for my maturity, for my growth, for the seed, not just this seed, but the seed that he put in me. It's his job to make sure that I, I become what he, what he wants me to become. That's what he does. So I have to fully trust and rely on what he's doing in my life so that I can produce the fruit that he wants me to produce. Amen? Amen. Ezekiel 36 and 6, it says, Prophesy therefore concerning the land of Israel, and say unto the mountains, and to the hills, to the rivers, and to the valleys, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I have spoken in my jealousy and in my fury, because ye have borne the shame of the heathen. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I have filled, I have lifted up my hand. Surely the heathen that are about you, they shall bear their shame. But ye, O mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at, are at hand to come. For behold, I am for you, and I will turn unto you, and ye shall be tilled and sown. And I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, even all of it. And the city shall be inhabited, and the waste, and the waste shall be builded. And I will multiply upon you man and beast, and they shall increase and bring fruit. And I will settle you after your old estates, and will do better unto you than at your beginning. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes, amen. Anything that you would like to share, or just anything that you are grateful or thankful for, 
You can have what you say. We at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is in your heart will eventually come out of your mouth. Matthew 12, 34. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4 23. What you say locates you. Mm-hmm. 
to show you what I mean, let's look again at account at the account of Mark 5 of the woman with the issue of blood. Mark 5, 25 through 34. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many, of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but grew, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and, and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Um, let's focus our attention on verses 28. For she said, if I may touch his, but his clothes, I shall be whole. Mark 5 and 28. What the woman with the issue of blood said located her. And that is why we re, he, she received her petition from Jesus. Because her faith had located her. Jesus said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Mark 5 and 34. Now let's look at another verse which illustrates the connection between saying and receiving from God. You can have what you say, Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you that what whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. You can have what you say. The Bible says about the woman with the issue of blood, for she said Mark 5 and 28, and that woman received exactly what she said. What you say is your faith speaking. We know that is true because Jesus said to the woman, thy faith had made thee whole. Mark 5, 34. You can have what you say. The woman in Mark chapter 5 received exactly what she said. Um... Yeah, I, I guess what I'm getting out of this is just to um, just be careful what we say and whatever we come out of our heart. Like this scripture say, um, flows out, you know, the issues of our heart. So if we believe negative and, and all of that, then that's what we're going to say. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything? Anybody else got here to say? Um, it, yeah, it says, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it, uh, for out of it are the issues of life, and so keeping our heart, I guess, will be the most important thing, because he said we are we can we are what we say, so what we say is only reflecting a deeper issue of what we are. So keeping our heart pure and clean will protect or will what I want to say. Uh, what we it will affect what we say. So whether we have a good report or a negative report, so if we keep our heart with our diligence, then what we say 
we will we'll say good things basically. We'll speak the word, we'll say the word, we'll speak kindness um, because our heart is right. Our heart has been protected. Um, and protected with the word of God um, against, you know, life trials and, you know, issues. That's uh, what stuck out to me about myself is uh, making sure that I keep my heart so that what I, because what I say reflects within my heart. So if my heart is right, then what I say will reflect that. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mark 5, 34, and it says, Thy faith has made thee whole. Not that um, you can have what you say, but you have to have faith mm-hmm. um, while you say it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what stuck out to me is that part. Thy faith has made, made thee whole. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and um, that reminded me um, on Friday. Um, I was talking to a friend and she she's currently at a job but she's looking for like a different position and you know she told me how she had applied for she had applied for the position that she wants and she said she's currently waiting and she said well if it's mine then you know like I will get it and to me I felt like she wasn't speaking in faith so then I asked her I'm like if it's yours you then you will get it I said you I, and I told her I said well you have to claim it first of all like you cannot say if it's mine then I'm gonna get it God said it is yours mm-hmm. so you have to you know like you have to speak faith so if that's your attitude towards the job then you're not gonna get it yeah. so anyway. right. <laughs> um, Apostle had asked us a question months ago and he was like is it possible to have doubt and faith can a believer have doubt and faith at the same time and for me personally I know that's true because I believe God will raise the dead. And if I'm sick, I'm not going to the hospital. But when it comes to finances, sometimes I do doubt. Like, um, as a matter of, y'all, I'm, I'm pregnant, so I might cry at any time. But a couple weeks ago, you was like, you didn't have a job. You didn't know how you, you still was gonna move. Like, that meant something to me. I'm like, God, you know, I have to believe that you're going to provide because, see, for me, I got to make this money. I got to pay these bills. I, I be like, I don't know you're going to do it, but I got it. I'm a, you know, and so for me, like last week, I was praying and I remembered what you said. So it's, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I guess it's important to share because you never know who's listening or who might have need of what you're saying. And I, you know, I, my job don't provide maternity leave. And so I've been struggling about how God, how am I going to, be home with my baby. And when I was praying, I remember what you said. You was like, I'm still gonna move. I don't have a job. I don't know how to take care of my child, but I have the faith to go and sign this lease with no job. And when I was praying, I brought that back to my remembrance that I'm gonna have to have faith. And I realized that that was a area that I struggled in. Now, if you tell me I'm about to die in two days and I need to take this medicine, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to pray. Cause I know God is a healer. I know him as a healer, but as a provider, I think maybe I've gotten in the way of that. So I have no, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, I'm sorry. But thank you, because I remember <laughs> what you said about that and that blessed me and that's helping me. You said it weeks ago, but that's helping me right now that you said that. God brought that to me and so I'm holding on to that because I know if he did it for you, he's no respect of person, he'll do it for me. Mm-hmm. And y'all forgive me for giving all the topic, y'all not really <laughs> do that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Amen. Amen. I agree. Because I know 
uh, as well with the finances, even for myself. Uh, it's like I've been, man, it's it's crazy. Like really prayer, praying, mm -hmm. really do really do allow God to show himself as whoever you want to be. be yeah. And that's what I, um, I know I've experienced that. Like, that's why I was like, um, I just, I do know him for to be really a provider. Amen. Like, um, like my, my lease is up just at the end of this month. And <laughs> literally all my, my bills been paid because of God. Amen. I can't even say, like I, I did it probably like maybe four or five months out of the out of this lease but the whole time god did it you know and so yeah, I, that's why i was like i can't i don't want to go back to you know trying to struggle and figure it out myself yeah you know what I'm saying? so amen because that's where i'm at right now that's where i'm at so mm -hmm. thank you mm -hmm. and god keep me in your prayer that i will not doubt and stay strong and believing and we overcome by the word of our testimony. So Amen. I'm gonna hold on to that because when the enemy comes to mess with my mind, I'm gonna be like, no, he, you know, he did it for this person. He did it for this person. That's who he is. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You continue. An evil report versus a good report. Another wonderful proof that you can have what you say is found in the Old Testament in Numbers chapter 13 where we read how Israel came to Kadesh Barnea and Moses sent the 12 spies into Canaan to spy out the land. The Bible says that 10 of them brought back an evil report and that the two of them brought back a good report. Numbers 13, 32, 14, six through nine. Well, what is an evil report anyway? It is a report of doubt. A what is a good report? A good report is a report of faith. Ten of the spies said that there were giants in the land. They were anal they I'm sorry, when we analyze what they were saying, we see that they were simply saying that even though God had told them he was giving them the land, they couldn't take the land. They were affirming that what uh, that they were not able to possess the land, even though God had already said they could. All of Israel accepted the majority report. Someone once said that the majority is always right, but that is not a Bible truth. If you follow the majority of people, and I'm even talking about full gospel Christians, you'll walk in unbelief. When Israel accepted the majority report, they were also saying that they couldn't take the land. Remember, you can have what you say, and they got exactly what they said. They believed and they couldn't take the land and they didn't. After all, even when you doubt, you are believing something, but you're believing the wrong thing. You always receive and have in your life exactly what you believe for and what you say. If you don't believe what you're saying, then you don't have any business saying it. However, if you keep saying it, it long enough, your words will eventually register on your heart. And once those words register on your heart, they will control your life. These 10 spies and all the rest of the Israelites go and got exactly what they said. They did enter into the promised land. They wandered in the wilderness until they died. What they said came to pass. God told them they would have what they said. Numbers 14, 28 through 35. But Caleb said, let us go up at once and possess it, 
for we are well able to overcome it. Numbers 13 and 30. And in Numbers 14, we read that Joshua had the same spirit of faith. Numbers 14, 8 and 9. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel, rebel, only rebel not ye against the word, the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Numbers 14, 27 through 33. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation, which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, said the Lord, as ye have spoken it in my ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in, the, in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Doubtless ye shall not come into the land, concerning which I swore to make you dwell therein. Save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. But your little ones, which ye said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which, have, which ye have despised. But as for you, your carcasses, they shall fall in this wilderness. And your children, they shall wander in the wilderness forty years, and bear your whoredoms until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. The Israelites said that they were giants in the land, and that all the Israelites were as grasshoppers in their own sight. But Caleb and Joshua said that God was well able to deliver the giants into their hands. And Caleb and Joshua said that they were well able to possess the promised land. The other ten spies said they couldn't, and they all got what they said. Um. I mean, I guess it's just pretty much what we've been saying. Just basically, just just keeping me keeping in the perspective what whatever I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And like like he was saying in here, like um, basically, if it's doubt, don't say it. You know, try your best not to say stuff that's contrary to what you want to see happen. Mm -hmm. So it's like it, it's important just to be mindful of it, even though things happen and it look like. It might not be what it's gonna be, but it's like as long as we continue um, speaking what the word of God is saying and what God is saying to us, then we'll have that. So it's it's like it's easier easier said than done in some cases, but it's like you know just believe God, and as we continue to believe God, it gets I'm gonna say it get easier and easier, but I guess it does to obey, you know, just to believe believe what He's saying. Yeah, I was kind of thinking what she said. Mm -hmm. um, she said, if, I, if the Lord delight in us, mm -hmm. then he will bring us into this land and give it us. And the land which, no, that's not the one. Um, there it is. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defenses is departed from them. So he was saying, like, obey God and rebel not. And we'll have this land. He was giving them destruction. 
if you do these things, then you don't need to be afraid. Yes, these people are big and stronger than us, but we are more than capable if we follow these guidelines. So don't rebel. You know, if you are not living right and you rebel, then you can't expect for God to bless you. But so that that's what when she read it, that's the first thing that stuck out to me was he gave instructions and with those instructions came the blessing. Amen. Locating people by what they say. Many people come to me and ask me why they can't get healed. I always smile and tell them it's because they've already said they can't. These words give them, their words give, give them away. You can locate people by what they say. Your confession locates you. Most of the time I try to get confession from people before I pray, before I pray for them. I ask them if they will be healed if they will be healed when I lay hands on them and pray. Many say that they hope they will be healed. And then I have to tell them that they won't because they are in hope and not in faith. Those who have quickly, those who have a quick confession that is charged with faith receive almost instantly. Some make a confession with a little bit of hes hes hesitancy but the hesitancy will defeat them. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. In other words, it's not always some big hindrance that can keep God's children from receiving from God or being healed. Wrong thinking, believing, and speaking. The giants that defeat you. For example, with the children of Israel, it wasn't the giants in the land of Canaan that kept Israel from possessing the land. It was the Israelites' doubts and unbelief in their confession of an evil report that kept them out of the promised land. And it really isn't the giants that defeat us either. It's our failure to cooperate cooperate with God and work with God in line with his word that causes us to fail in line. Fail in line. If they had just been the giants that hindered the Israelites from possessing their promised land, those giants would have defeated Joshua and Caleb too. And no one would have ever possessed the land. No, it wasn't the giants who defeated the people. The people defeated themselves. It was their own thinking. It was their own unbelief. It was their own confession that defeated them. It is not the giants in life that defeat you. It is not the storms of life that defeat you. It is not the devil who defeats you. If you are defeated in life, it's because you have defeated yourself. You have defeated, you have defeated yourself by wrong thinking and wrong believing. Wrong talking has also defeated you. have doubt when you have faith. 
Well, I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess um, sometimes when we go through things, we go through things in life and, you know, um, we make plans or, you know, like we want certain things to go a certain way and when they don't, you know, like we tend to blame God um, for as to why we are in certain places in our life or as to why we can't prosper or mm -hmm. why we can't have this, why we can't that, and really it's ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like we're the reason why yeah. um, we can't prosper or advance or move forward because we constantly speaking things that are not in alignment with God's words over yeah. our lives. So mm -hmm. I guess that's what I got. You know, and then, and then to me, it's like it, it's because of uh, our, we have a relationship with God, it's like, like we're not in the world. You see what I'm saying? So it's like we can, you can follow principles and principles work, but it's like when you, it's, I don't know how to say it, but it's like, it's like when you say, when you in the kingdom of God, it's like you have to do what the kingdom of God is saying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and then it, because it, it, again, like you said, and then like we know the, the Bible is a mirror to us. It always reveals who we are and where we stand. So it's like, um, so it's so basically it's just yeah basically again still what the Bible says like being double minded you know what I'm saying like if we don't have certain things or we think we should have certain things like it always tells us to go back and look at ourselves you know and and it's just like to me I know being here at this ministry like <laughs> I can't do certain stuff you know because of the type of ministry that we have that we had that we yeah. under it's like it's very like it's a real ministry you know. And so um, we just it just it just keeps us in. I don't know. I guess that's what keep me in alignment with the Lord, or try to stay in alignment with God um, the best as I can. Because uh, 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 because if we step, it's like when you step out, you you deal with those type of things, those type of warfares and stuff. So that's what I gotta say. said that they were they were well able to overcome the giant and eventually they did you have you can have what you say the woman with the issue of blood blood in mark 5 got exactly what she said those israelites who accepted the 10 spies report spies report of doubt and unbelief got exactly what they said they wandered in the wilderness until every single one of them died Caleb and Joshua were the only ones of the older generation who went to the promised land, and Joshua became the leader. Caleb said to Joshua, Give me this mountain. Joshua 14, verse 12. I like that fellow, Caleb. I like a man of faith. That fellow Caleb just has a special place in my heart because of his right believing, right thinking, and right talking. He went to Joshua. He went to Joshua and said, give me this mountain. Caleb was talking his faith. Joshua probably looked back on the time, on that time and realized that their right thinking, believing and speaking had won them victory. Joshua got a confession about out of Caleb. It was a positive confession, a confession of faith and victory. Joshua told Caleb that there were giants in the mountain. But old Caleb told Joshua that he was well able to take the mountain away. Praise God. 
And bless God, he did. Mm -hmm. I guess it's just going back to what we've been, mm -hmm. what we've been saying all along. You know, just like thinking, right believing, and speaking in faith. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause it, Cause it looked like he was. I don't know. I don't know if the man was saying he was surprised, but the way he he was saying it, um, as far as like Caleb, um, like the way it's just the, his boldness and believing what he what he believed. He was bold in that um, by telling him, "Give me this mountain," you know. Um, and he had the right to say it, you know. And he didn't look at it like he couldn't say that. He knew. God to know that he could have it. Mm -hmm. And we we act on what we believe. When we believe something, that's what causes the action to come forth. Caleb said, let us go at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. That was something that was in his heart. He didn't say, let's try to go or let's get a plan to go. He said, this is what we're going to do. That was his belief. That was, to me, I heard his faith coming out like, I know I know we're going to win. I know we got this, so let's go and do it. Amen. Um, don't prepare for failure. Is that what we are? Yeah. Many unpleasant things happen in people's lives because they think they ought to happen that way. But actually, some things happen because we believe wrong and talk wrong, and then it comes to pass. For example, in my own life some time ago, I read about a scientist who said that when you get older, your brain isn't as soft as it is when you were younger. The human brain keeps hardening a little bit over a period of time. Well, I got to the place where I couldn't remember things as well as I once did. I went along this way for a short time until I realized that 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 there wasn't any need for that. The mind is a part of the soul of man. It never grows old, but it does need to be renewed with the word of God. Romans 12 and two. The very moment that I switched over and started believing right and thinking right, I could quote all the scriptures. Did I skip something? Okay. I'd never known and, and actually my memory got better. We fail sometimes, to, sometimes because we get ready to fail. We prepare for failure. We think and believe in failure, and therefore we fail. As believers, however, we don't have any business t talking failure or doubt. We should talk faith. I got that secret from Mark 11 and 23 and 24. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that, you, that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. If you believe that you're going to receive something from God, then you will confess it. You will say what you believe. Um, stop there. Yeah. I mean, this kind of goes back to what I just said earlier about, you know, acting out on what you believe, 
when you believe something, you're gonna act on it because it's in your it's a part of your heart. You believe it, it's in your heart, you're gonna stand on it. Yeah. And also, um, another point that stood out to me was when um, it says here that the human brain keeps hardening a little bit over a period of time. So basically, um, and it also says so you you just need to be in the word to continue to renew so you don't harden you know mm -hmm. you just need to renew your spirit basically renew that that that's what everything else follows that's how i interpret it amen and um like when i get when i get words you know like from you know like other people or you know like when god speak things to me I'll sometimes, you know, like write it down or record. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, like sometimes, you know, like when I feel like, you know, like I'm not, you know, like I may be going through something where I feel like I'm about to break. Like I'll go back and listen to mm -hmm. the words that was given to me or go back and read what I wrote, you know, that God, you know, like has said mm -hmm. to me and it will give me strength um, to keep, you know, like going, you know, like knowing mm -hmm. that God has spoke those words to me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Uh, you to keep um, so is it just believing or is it just is it beyond believing it's beyond, it's beyond believing. believing it's having faith strong faith and confessing what you believe and taking action on the things that you're believing and speaking about so yes. the manifestation that you really believe is what you say huh? moving what you say the, but the manifestation of that you really believe what you're saying is acting out, and that is, see, that is a manifestation of what's in your heart. Right. Yeah, that's good. All right, I just thought I asked y'all a question. <laughs> y'all got it. You look cute. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll go. <laughs> holding fast to my confession of faith about four months ago about four months before I became 16 I became totally bedfast on the bed of sickness five different doctors were on the case one of them had practice at the Mayo Clinic my grandfather was not a rich man he did he did have quite a bit of property but it was during the depression days and and property wasn't worth much. But he was a man of some means. And if the Mayo Clinic had been able to help me, he would have sent me there. My doctor said that the doctor who had practiced at the Mayo Clinic was one of the best doctors in America. And if he said nothing could be done, then I was simply wasting my money and time to go to the Mayo Clinic. This particular doctor said, that there, there wasn't any hope. I didn't have one chance in a million of living. He went, he went on to say that as far as medical science knew, no one in my condition has, have, had lived past 16 years of age. I had become totally best bedfast by this time, but I had never really been able to run and play like normal children because I had been a semi-invalid all of my life. My grandfather had several houses in town, which he rented out. 
he decided he wanted to move into one of his rental homes. So he gave one of the renters notice to vacate. He had given the people plenty of notice beforehand and the house had been redecorated. So on New Year's days in 1934, we moved. The movers moved the furniture from, the, from, from other parts of the house first and left the furniture in my bedroom until the last load. When they came and moved the furniture in my room, the ambulance came and moved me. As I was in the ambulance, one of the men remarked that he had heard I had been in bed about a year, but if I felt up to it, they would take me for a ride around the residential areas so I could see the scenery. I was able to move my head and look out the windows. So they drove slowly through town and it was really good to be able to look out. Then finally, one of the men turned to me and said, son, if you feel up to it, we'll drive down across the town square. He said that since it was, it was a holiday and there would be little traffic, it probably would be nice. I told him I would appreciate it. I lived in McKinney, Texas. At this particular time, the population was between eight and 9,000. I remember that we came from north and we were going down the west side of the square. At this time, there was a drugstore on the corner. Right next to it was JCPenney Company. And next to that was Mode O'Day Dress Shop. Next to that was Woolworth, then a shoe store, and on the corner was a, uh, a women's um, ready-to-wear shop. So we went down the west side of the square and then turned and went down the south side. I was looking at all the buildings. Just as we turned the corner and started down the south side of the square, I turned and looked at the old courthouse that sat in the middle of the square. I shall never forget it as long as I live. Now, now and even through eternity, as I looked at the courthouse, something said to me, well, you never thought you'd see this old, these old buildings in the flesh again, and you wouldn't have if it, if it hadn't been for the kindness of the man who is driving you around. Immediately, something on the inside of me spoke up and said, Mark eleven twenty three says, he shall have whatsoever he said. Um, so, um, what stood out to me is when the, the doctor um, went to see him and he told him that he didn't have a chance. So, um, you know, like sometimes we have to remind, remind ourselves like, whose report are we gonna believe? Are we gonna believe God's report or, or are we going to believe men? Because even, you know, like the best doctors don't, you know, they don't have a say-so, um, you know, like in your life, like God have to say, so he is the author and the finisher of your life. So even if men, um, you know, uh, men may speak, you know, like what, they want to speak over your life, but at the end of the day, like God is the one who gives life. So that's what I have to say about that.
Amen. Sometimes people, anybody else? Somebody, sometimes people take more stock in what the doctor says um, as opposed to what God is saying. Not saying God don't use the doctors. I believe God used doctors. And He, he sometimes he used them to tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you know, you may not know what's going on with your body, um, but God is the healer. He's the ultimate healer of the body. Um, when we really look at it, like what doctors do is they just deal with side effects. I mean, you know, symptoms. That's right. They just uh, relieve your symptoms. They never really heal the problem. So you may, people may take medication, but in the, in the process of, of going through what you're going through, trying to download that book because <laughs> I left Nancy at home. Um, of what you're going through, you still need to be believing God for your healing because medication is not a healer. It's not. It's not a healer. And if you really look at it, I'm not a doctor, but just some things God downloaded to you, He revealed to you, and it's not like you know based on because you went to school to learn it or whatever. It's just revelation. So they, they, they pump us with chemicals. Mm-hmm. And so the chemicals cannot do, because we have DNA, chemicals cannot, only thing they do is alter your DNA. Chemicals can alter your DNA. So what the chemical does is it, it, it masks the problem. It, it covers, it hides the problem. But the problem is not gone unless God what does the healing. So even like when people have surgery, God is still the healer. If they take something out of you, you still need God to heal you. You got to believe God to heal that wound up once they cut it, right? Because mm-hmm. it it's not the fact that they stitch it up or whatever they do to it that causes it to heal. It's God that causes it to heal in your body. It's because God is there. So some people, I know one lady, she had a surgery and um, they sold her up. She had a hernia. And it took her forever to, that wound to close and to heal up. So it was just leaking. It was she was going through a lot of infections and different things like that. But the moment she began to like, she got tired of those doctors, and she began to um, really depend on God to heal her. She began to hear God, follow His instructions, drink more waters because God God will talk to us. And so a manifestation that we really believe God is that when He speaks to us, we move forward in what He instructs us to do. He telling us to rest, rest. He telling you to rest, rest. I don't care how much you got to do. He's telling you to uh, go, go, go to the store. You're going to meet somebody. He might not even tell you you're going to meet somebody. He just tell you it's not the time you go to the store. You end up meeting somebody or ministering to somebody. So we just, you know, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. It, it is ultimately God that um, brings the healing of the deliverance. What page y'all on? 176. Okay. I'm going to add it right. All right. I'm done. Okay. Um. I had read Mark eleven twenty three, and 24 before, which, which says, To believe in your heart and say what you believe in your heart with your mouth. That's the, principle of, that's the principle of faith. You can have what you say. I didn't understand all, of, all that I know now. I just, had, I just had one little gleam of light, just like a little beam of light that might creep under a door or through a crack in a door. But this was the beginning point for me. That first day of January, 1933, at about two in the afternoon, that something had said to me, you'll never see these buildings again. 
But that day, there in the ambulance, as the tears rolled down my face, I said, yes, I will see these buildings and this courthouse. And I will come in the flesh and stand in this courthouse square. Because yeah. Jesus said, said that what you believe in your heart and say, and say with your mouth shall come to pass. Once you've committed yourself with your confession, then you've located what you believe in your heart. Mm -hmm. January and February went by and I was still bedfast. March, April, May, June, July went by. Someone might say that my faith wasn't working, yeah. and that's what the devil said to me yeah. over those months. Yeah. But I was holding fast to my confession, and I refused to give, give it up. I kept telling Jesus, God, the Holy Ghost, and the angels, the devil, and evil spirits, that I was going to hold fast to my confession of faith. I told God if it didn't work for me, then it was because God's word had failed because I was standing on his word and it had to work. And the day came when I saw God's word, word work. On the second Saturday of August in 1934, I did walk to that courthouse square. I had received what I had been believing and confessing. The people always came to town on Saturday and the crowd was so thick in that square that I had to elbow my way through people to get to the outside of the, of the curb. But I stood there on that curb on the southeast corner and the tears coursed down my, my face. I stood there and I said, devil, I told you so. I don't know whether you can read or not, but in the case you can't, this is what the Bible says. And then I read Mark eleven twenty three and 24 to him. I had my New Testament with me. I don't know what people thought when they saw a young boy standing on the corner with tears in his eyes reading a New Testament, but I couldn't have care less. On the bed of sickness, I had gotten a hold of the scripture in First Thessalonians 5.21, which says, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. I proved that Mark eleven twenty three is true, and I've been holding fast to it ever since. Amen. Uh, so um, what I got is that you have to you have to stand on the word. You have to stand on the word, and you know believing what the word says. And you know, like sometimes, um, sometimes. Um, we may say one thing, but our action, you know, um, says differently. But, you know, like in his case, you know, like he, he believed he believed God's word. Like he had faith and he believed that he would go, you know, like back to the courthouse and see the, the buildings again. And he did. And, you know, like he stood on God's word. So we have um, to stand on the word of God and believe what the word of God says for us. So, so. Not just believe it, because what's the name of this section? When you read these things, look look at the, the beginning of that segment. It, it's saying, what, holding fast to your what? Confession. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you, you, you still got to confess it. The enemy going to come against you with doubt, because that's one of his weapons. He'll come against you with that. Yeah. Um, but you got to continue to what? Speak it. You got to continue to write, hold fast to it. And hold yeah. fa holding fast 
is I'm going to say it. I'm going to keep saying what God said. I'm going to keep saying what God revealed to me. I'm not going to get off of that. I'm not going to start wavering back and forth saying, well, I don't know. I don't know because the way it looked. Like, I'm believing God and all of a sudden it looked worse. So how do I deal with that? I got to, what, cast down that image or that thing that was projected to me by the enemy and, 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 and continue to hold fast to what the word of God says. And sometimes, honestly, that is not easy to do, especially if you don't have the word in you. Because if it don't look good, to, you know, the enemy tell you, well, you know, you might as well give up. Give up that fight. You might as well give up. Because first of all, God didn't tell you that. Or God ain't said that. Or it don't apply to you. The devil will tell you that in a minute. This don't apply to you. <laughs> so I just, I, sometimes when we read these, I mean, you know, sometimes I look, I go back and look at what the, the uh, subtopic is based on, you know, what, what is God trying to convey to us um, through this segment? So he's saying, don't get up off of your confession. If God called you to be successful or he called you to be in ministry or whatever he called you to do, to be or do, stand on that. Don't get off of that. I don't care how rough it get, how hard it get. I don't care what it look like. He called you to walk with him. It might look like, oh, my God, this is a big, this is a struggle. Keep walking. Mm-hmm. Keep on walking. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. All right. Mm-hmm. I know this well. I was probably should have said it all, but it took him 17 months before he walked into that place. He started out in January of 1933, and he didn't make it there until August of the next year of 1934. But he held fast to what he believed through all those months, even though he was lying there and couldn't get up. I mean, I don't have nothing to say because probably should have said it, but in my mind of him just laying there all of those months, months after month, how hard was it to hold on to his confession? Because he didn't see any results immediately. It was almost two years before he seen the results that he wanted to see. And for me, could I have held held fast to my confession um, if that was me lying there, you know, that's what I was thinking in my mind, month after month when I didn't see no change, I didn't see no result. What I started thinking, God, you know, am I ever going to get up? But he didn't. He he was determined. He said, God, if this don't work, it's because your word don't work because I'm determined to believe no matter what. And it took him over a year to get there, but he made it there. But That is a long time. That And that requires what? That's, what see, that's why, you know, um, we was having, uh, I was talking to somebody and they were telling me that people were being taught in this in this big ministry um in the foundation class that when you accept jesus in your life you receive the holy ghost how many y'all been taught that before when you accept jesus you accept jesus you don't automatically receive the holy spirit you have to receive the holy spirit so um, Jesus, you know, and, and um, I was thinking about, um, oh, I was going to say something about that. I forgot. But anyway, they were teaching this, this to the people. And the people believed that they received the Holy Spirit. I was going to say the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is one of them is what? Patience. Mm-hmm. It's temperance. And, and so that's a manifestation that, you know, that you have the Holy Spirit no matter what you go through. You're you going to wait. You're going to wait on God. You're going to be patient. Another scripture says, in your patience, possess ye your souls. And so 
in your patience possesses your mind, your will, and your emotions. So patience is all tied up in that. So the man had to have what? The Holy Spirit in order to sit there for what? 17 months to believe God. And then faith is not seeing it physically manifest, but you see it. You see it because God is giving you a glimpse and you become strong in that. The Bible says what Abraham was not being what weak in his faith. So not being weak in faith, it means I don't care what comes and what storm blows and how it comes. I'm standing on the word of God. I'm standing on the rhema word. But before I can stand on the rhema, which is the living word, the spoken word, I have to stand on the logos, the written word. I got to get that in me. Because what causes the activation of the rhema word is the logos word on the inside of us. Amen? Amen. Oh, I don't care. Sometimes you, you might feel like quitting. I just quit. Forget it. I forget it. Forget it. And God is saying no. And so a manifestation that we believe God. When God is saying, no, don't quit, is you keep going. You, I'm going. <laughs> Come hell or high water. Denise, I'm moving forward. Ain't nothing going to stop me. Like I said Friday, be steadfast, unmovable. Always what? Abounding. Always abounding. Always moving forward. The more you put this word in you, the more you get God in you, the more you will abound. The more you're going to be like, I'm, I'm focused on my target. What is my target? My target, first of all, is God. Paul said, I would, I forget those things that are behind me and I do what? I press forward toward the prize of the mark of the hot calling in God, which is in who? Christ. Amen. Amen. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be moving and the devil going to have to get out of my way. That's the mentality we have to take with faith. I'm standing. And I'm standing. And I'm standing. And when I stand, guess what? Everything around me that's not of God has to move out of my way. And I'm saying that in your life, whatever's in your life or whatever comes against your life has to move because of your faith. And your faith is what? The word of God is in you. Amen? Amen. Let's go. Oh, you want to stop? Uh, I was going to stop. Is that the end of that whole segment? Yeah. How many more pages you got? About three. Okay. So is that the end of the part that's talking about confession? Yeah. What you say? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. You can stop. So we start back at having what I said. You're going to start back with having what I said in my ministry. Because it is what time is. I'm so sorry I'm late. It's 1238. I'm so sorry I'm late. That's good. Um, and then Sister Gwen, she um, she had a situation. I had a situation and she had a situation where she ain't able to make it. So she wasn't able to make it today. And I'm sure she was upset about it. So... Um, I was like, what? How Ro Nation said, what is going on? <laughs> what what is going on? And um then we want to keep uh not maternal, I was gonna say maternal. We want to keep Ronasia. Her sister is in the hospital in the process of having her baby. So we want to keep her in prayer. She's young 
And sometimes when you first have that first baby, especially when you're young, you don't even know what you, um, you don't have a clue what you in for, having a baby. You think you want to have that baby. Get up in there and them pains get to hitting you. That's how you know spiritually. All right, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> them pains get to kicking your behind. You be like, oh, God. Huh? Oh, you in charge because you was already angry. Father God, we thank you and we give you honor, glory, and praise. We thank you, God, for this class, oh God. We thank you, God, for the knowledge, oh God, the wisdom and the understanding, oh God, that came forth, oh God. Father, we ask, oh God, that you continue, oh God, to enlighten us, oh God. We ask that you continue, oh God, to download into us, oh God, and um, and reveal to us, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Father God, we just thank you, oh God, and we just give you honor, glory, and praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Denise, can we do some? Uh, who plugged into that? Nobody? I am. Okay. All right. What you want? Follow us in. You've been seeking God, ain't you?